Hey, I'm Micah. And I'm Jen. From 1994 to 1996, Jen lived in the middle of nowhere, Montana. But not by choice. She was sent to a therapeutic boarding school. I had some issues. While there, she performed hard labor. There was also a lot of forced exercise. Went through daily, hours-long group therapy. That shit didn't work. And when she left, she was left with some holes in her life. Holes? One of the holes was her pop culture hole. Yeah, I missed a lot of shit. And that's a hole we can fill. So don't turn that FM dial. It's time for... I never saw that. You know what would be good here is if I said the name of the radio station, but I don't know it. WNYX. Is that it? WYNX. WX New York. WXNY. It's one of those. WNYX News Time 928. Catherine? Okay. I think we got them all. We can fix it in post. <laughs> tweet at us. Don't yeah. tweet at us. Don't tweet at us. Talking about news radio. Yes, we are. It was a television show. 1995 to 1999. And we yeah. watched the whole first season. We watched the first season. When all you of say it. the whole first season, there's only seven episodes. All seven episodes. Yep. We watched all seven episodes. They're each like 20 minutes long. And we watched them out of order. Yeah, talk about that. Accidentally. It was very confusing. We watched the pilot, and then we bought it on iTunes, and the order that was presented to us... Yeah, we spent $5 on this. ...in the iTunes interface was incorrect. We discovered this because... How did we discover it? Uh, Because we were super confused, because at the end of the pilot... The two two of the main characters, Dave and Lisa, seem kind of flirtatious, but but nothing has happened between them. And then the next episode we watched, they were suddenly like making out by the elevator. Right. And then the next episode we watched, they acted like they hadn't dated yet, but they were yeah. kind of... Anyway, so... Like, we went out to dinner last night, and it's weird. We shouldn't do this, but they were clearly in a relationship because we watched episode number three before episode number two. Yeah, it's but it's wrong on iTunes. Well, they fixed it since then, so don't go look at it now and tweet at us. Before we jump into season one of News Radio, I wanted to tell you all about something exciting, which is that we are going to be taking part in a campaign called Two Pods a Day, which um, aims to introduce podcast listeners to two independent podcasts every, the name. every day for the month of July. So we will be featured in that. Uh, and they it's really cool. They're trying to give visibility to some some of the great indie podcasts out there that you probably haven't heard of. So... If you are interested in learning more about that, you can find them on Twitter and Facebook, hashtag two pods a day. And yeah, you can find more shows like ours and more great indie podcasts. We're really excited to be featured in that. So that's all. Let's get into news radio. Okay. Well, first of all, I was excited to watch this. A lot of hype around this show. I had never heard of it until we started doing this show. And then I found out that Phil Hartman was in it, and I got very excited. That's pretty much all I knew about it, but I also, I feel like I heard that it was good. 
somewhere from something. There are a lot of articles that I found saying it's like the best sitcom of the 90s. It was groundbreaking. It was weird. It was irreverent. Were those written recently? Some of them, yes. Hmm. It has a good cast, I would say. It has, yeah, it has a great cast. Like, you know almost everybody in this cast. Yeah. Also, the creator of that show, Paul Sims, was a writer on David Letterman. He was a writer on the Larry Sanders show before this. And he was like 29 years old, which is really young for a showrunner to start a sitcom. He wrote it for Dave Foley or with Dave Foley in mind and Phil Hartman. Mm -hmm. He has since gone on to do such shows as Flight of the Concords, Bored to Death, Atlanta. He was involved in all of these. Whoa. So Those are all great shows. Yeah, he's kind of a big deal. I read lots of articles about how, honestly, the headline of one of them was Best Sitcom of the 90s. It's kind of actually surprising to me that you never even heard of it. Yeah. I didn't watch it when it was on. I don't remember watching it. I remember seeing an episode here and there and thinking, oh, that's funny. But now I also read about how it was very irreverent and very different from the things that were on at the time, and it was weird, and it doesn't feel that way now. Yeah, well, we only watched the first season, and you said that was something that you had read about, that they get more bizarre later in yeah, later seasons. So. Which I would be down for watching that. I mean, I yeah, it just seemed like a normal sitcom to me. There are some parts that are... I mean, it is irreverent, I guess, but that does not seem unusual to me for the 90s. Yeah. Was there anything in this that was, from, in the first season, I saw zero things that made it groundbreaking or even particularly interesting, aside from some of the characters. Yeah, that's what's hard. I think, so it was on NBC. It was also, during its five-year run, it was moved around to 11 different time slots. Really? Um, it was never put between that, like, prized time slot of between Friends and Seinfeld. Mm. But if you think about, like, this is the peak of Seinfeld time. Right. But which s- is also a multi-camera. I think one of the reasons this hasn't aged well is because it's from the same, It's it has similar, like, it has some people involved in it that were involved with Cheers Right, James Burroughs yeah. also directed this, and Frasier, so... So it's a multi-camera thing, so it feels like an old sitcom. What we think of as old sitcoms, not like new ones are now, you know, basically there are more camera setups and they film it like a movie yeah, or something. But, but, and this has a live studio audience, so it has that laugh track feel and it just doesn't... It feels old. I thought there were times where the, the jokes were really fast, like rapid fire jokes, which felt a little different than a lot of the stuff, the other stuff that was on, maybe. I don't know. I don't remember that at all. But I do think that Seinfeld is still fucking funny. Mm-hmm. Seinfeld is is funny. And I'm sure there are things in it. I haven't watched it in a while. But I swear to God, almost every situation I ever get into in my life you can relate relates to, to a fucking Seinfeld episode. <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that was absurd and irreverent and yes. bizarre. That was groundbreaking and new. So the fact that this was on at the same time, I know Seinfeld had started a lot earlier, but to call this show groundbreaking. Yeah, I'm not sure. When exactly Seinfeld what was happening, to. I don't get it. I really don't. And I 
I have not read about it like you have because I'm trying to, you know, keep my mind pure and just have my own reactions. But <laughs> Well, and that's something we get into a lot on the show is like, how would you have reacted to this if you had watched this like you watched Seinfeld back then, not 20 years later? You know what I mean? Of course. Yeah. So we right. deal with that a lot. But yeah, I had trouble with that, too, on this one. We do have to keep in mind it was a mid-season replacement. It was only seven episodes that first season. So the later seasons, just like we watch the pilots of things and you always have to give it a couple episodes right. to get into things. That is... I think the later seasons may be better and I'm looking forward to watching some of those. That's I. So you're saying you do want to watch the later epi- the later seasons? I Not thought we were done. Not the whole season, but I do want to watch later episodes. Well, and... I want to put this out to anyone who listens to this show, as in our show. It's called I Never Saw That. <laughs> comes out on Mondays. If there are fans of news radio out there and you want us to do a particular season, let us know. I mean, only the first two seasons are technically in our time period, but we can bend the rules because it's our fucking show. So I will say I'm not going to watch the final season because Phil Hartman is not on it. Because he died? Yes. And John Lovitz replaced him. And I'm not going to put myself through that. And it doesn't fit in our time frame. So I was excited about this because of Phil Hartman. Yeah. And, well. (laughs) That was the perfect sigh. Well, so how do you want to do this? Because the way that I, I do not want to go through every episode and talk about what happens. It's irrelevant. We will give you the basic premise of the show. And that gives you enough to understand the rest of it. I would really like to talk about characters. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe do it that way. Yeah. Wait, I'm sorry. Real quick, we need to mention the absolute best part of the show, which happened in the last episode of season one. Or maybe it happened all the time, but there was a name that came up on the screen. (laughs) The director. It was the director? Of season seven. Or episode seven of season one. Yes. You guys, his name is... (laughs) She can't even say it. His name is Peter Boners. Peter Boners. Yeah, we get it. And, and it, so it, do it all the 14-year-old boys listening. It's spelled Boners with a Z. Mm-hmm. It's probably pronounced Peter Bonners. Nope, there's only one but end, so. I know, but names nope, are different. it's Boners. Especially when your name is Boners. It's Boners. You pronounce it Bonners. Good stuff. That's he, the funniest thing that happened in these seven episodes, so that should give you some sort of hint about how I feel about this. Peter Bonners or Boners is also an actor and directed a lot of sitcoms. I'm sorry. Um, If you fucking say Peter Bonners again, (laughs) I'm kicking you off of this podcast. I just told you that was the best thing that happened for me. Just call him Boners. That's his name. Yeah. Well, did you notice the director of episode six right before that? His name was Dick Dick Direction. You just walked all over my No, you ruined it because I would have said something funny and you said dick erection instead. Just like Peter Boners. <laughs> Thank you. Get it. Okay, let's get into this. So let's give a basic premise. So episode Wiener one. Wiener hard on. That is another one. Mm-hmm. Is that it? For now. Okay. I think so. All right. Oh, I got one. How about Penis Wood? Yeah, but Penis isn't an, a first name. Sure like it is. Like Wiener and Dick. Sure it is. And Peter. <laughs> Wiener. 
That's why it was funny. It was supposed to be funny that I said Nobody's penis, but I forgot penis, you had already yeah. said wiener, <laughs> which is funnier. Okay. Premise of this show. There's a radio station. It's a news radio station. The number two news radio station in New York City. WXNY. WNYX. One of those. We'll edit out the one that was wrong and you won't know what I'm talking about. So there's a job opening at this station for a news manager? News director. News director. Mm -hmm. And Dave Foley, whom you might recognize from, I don't know what, Second City? Kids in the Hall. Why do I keep saying Second City? I don't know. Why'd you laugh? Because he's from Kids in the Hall. Okay, well, that's another show I haven't seen. Uh, but yeah, Dave Foley was in Kids in the Hall, and he is the guy who's who comes in and interviews for the job, gets the job. That's the basic premise. Well, he has the job already. He shows up, and the premise of all the episodes, basically, is he has to do something that the owner of the station, Jimmy James, played by Stephen Root, doesn't want to do. Stephen Root is very funny. He is very funny. So... There's always something, it seems like, almost every episode where Stephen Root comes in and says, you have to do this thing, and Dave Foley is very uncomfortable with it. In the pilot, it's he has to fire the current news director. Um, Mr. James, I just met Ed Harlow, the, the news director. Oh, yeah, Ed. Well, you mean the former news director. Oh, so he's staying on to train me? Is that... <laughs> Dave, I haven't exactly told Ed he's being cut loose yet. Oh, uh... Well, I, I can come back tomorrow, or if he needs two weeks notice, that's fine. Two weeks? Fine, no, no, I'd rather have you do it today. Rather, rather have me do what today? Fire Ed. <laughs> you want me to fire Ed? Well, it is in your contract, hiring, firing, yeah. what have you. Come on, I want you to meet the gang. The really, really cool part, though, is that there is a character named Lisa, played by Maura Tierney, who you would definitely recognize from ER? Yeah, she was on ER. Anyway, she plays Lisa, and Lisa has been working at the station for I don't know how many years. She's very competent. She's qualified. She thinks that she is going to get promoted to the job of news director. Oh, how do you think I should handle this? Oh, just do your job well and you'll be fine, because when Ed goes, Jimmy's going to make me news director. Uh-huh. Uh, is, this, is this something that Jimmy has... Told you? No, but uh, nobody else around here has been putting in 12-hour days, nights, and weekends for three years. And Jimmy notices, believe me. But instead, this bumbling dumbass, Dave Foley, gets hired. And so right from the start, I started off pissed off. Because he was given a job that should have gone to a more qualified woman. And then guess what happens? Oh, she's into him, though. So he takes a job that should be hers, and then they start dating. It is the worst of the worst. I'm not disagreeing with you. I understand why that's frustrating. You actually, I don't think you looked at Dave Foley's resume, or Dave Nelson, as he's known on the show. He could be super qualified. He may have been the news director in Minnesota, where he came from. He is a bumbling, incompetent <laughs> idiot. Also, no disrespect to Dave Foley. Like I said, I didn't see Kids in the Hall, so I don't have attachment to him. You know what I mean? From, er from other things. I find him unfunny. And the fact that he is the main character 
completely ruins any potentially funny stuff on this show for me. He is not funny. Supposed to be funny. Not funny. Oh, here, I, I took this note twice, which says he's incompetent, got a job that should have gone to a woman, and then that woman is into him. I was very surprised by how I ended up feeling about this show. Yeah. I just got angrier and angrier, and a lot of that is because it really does not age well. Uh, did you see Kids in the Hall? I did. Is he funny in it? Yeah, I think Kids in the Hall had its moment, and it was it was funny. I don't know that Dave Foley was like my favorite person on Kids in the Hall. He's very, compared to a lot of the other people on Kids in the Hall, he's like the straight man. Um, yes, it seems like he would always be much the straight weirder man. and goofier and zanier. Right, and that's um, the role he plays on this show too. It's like yeah. he's he's this boring dude, basically, surrounded by a bunch of wacky staff members. <laughs> yes, and oh man, they have so many just characters in but this the, office. But the problem is that he delivers lines that are supposed to be funny, and I he's not funny. Yeah. So not a big Dave Foley fan? No. I felt like I was pretty clear about that. Yeah. So do you want to move on to someone else? Yeah. Do you have anything else to say about that character, Dave, or anything? Were you bothered by the fact that he got a job that should have gone to Moratini? Did you even notice that? Well, yeah. I mean, that was the one of the subplots of the pilot. So obviously I noticed it. But again, we don't know how qualified he was. But yeah, it's pretty clear that Jimmy James is this, like, the owner of the station is kind of an idiot, too, and makes decisions that probably aren't the best for the I, station. I don't and know. And he's not in touch with who's actually doing a good job for the news radio station. See, that's interesting, because I didn't get the feeling that he's an idiot. He's definitely a bizarre, eccentric kind of dude. Yeah. It seems to me, well, he could either be an absolute idiot or he's this eccentric genius type. Well, yeah, he could be both. Yeah, that's kind of, that's sort of what I was feeling about him. I didn't think he was a real idiot. Although, one of my favorite parts with him is that is when he's describing a construction scene. Yes. <laughs> no, no, I'm at the station right now. Yeah, no, then I got to go to the factory, then I got to go to the building site. Huh? No, that's just for fun. I like to watch the big trucks. Yeah. I like to watch the big trucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just funny. He's but he's really also funny. he's also a genius millionaire, you know, like owns a bunch of businesses and stuff and he's very successful. So He says really funny shit. Like yes. I applaud your misguided enthusiasm, Dave. <laughs> and then everything is about being in the can. Yes, he's Can I see you in the can for a minute? Often in the can. He goes to the can frequently. Yeah, and he and Dave meet in there. They have a meeting. Mm -hmm. And then he decides to just stay in there and have lunch. And just standing. Lunch. He has a standing lunch in front of the mirror. Watching himself eat in the bathroom. <laughs> so awesome. Which is just gross, too. It's weird. All right. Anything else to say about Mr. James? I don't think so. I do like that he he has a very deadpan delivery, and he's... Mm -hmm. Stephen Root's really funny. I did yeah, he's read always really funny. That Jimmy James... Is he's named after a Beastie Boys song. Oh. Yeah. The cool. second track on Check Your Head, right? Yeah. I don't remember. Pretty sure that's right, but if it's wrong, I know y'all will tweet at us. Yeah, just tweet like at you us. do. Okay, moving on. Lisa. 
Lisa, yes. The most qualified candidate. We've covered that. What else do you have to say about Lisa, Jen? She seems like a really competent, hardworking person. But she's really just there to be the girlfriend. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. She's cute, and she's fucking dating her boss, not only her boss, but the guy who fucking took the job that she should have gotten. And it's making me so angry every time I think about it. Can I and clarify it, honestly, something? Honestly, if, if this show does not end with her dumping him and ta- and getting his job, then fuck this show. I don't think you're going to be satisfied. Can I just clarify something, though, for myself and for our listeners? Do you, are you Which side are you on here? Are you pro-Dave Foley? <laughs> I'm just not clear. I actually have no problem with Dave Foley. I have a problem with Dave... Nelson. Nelson. Okay. How do you feel about Peter Boners? Oh, my God. Oh, Peter Boners, you brought me so much joy. Wood Johnson? It's Peter's cousin. No? I don't get it. Okay, guys, I guess uh, penis jokes aren't funny anymore. Well, good penis jokes are. You heard it here first. I mean, if you had one that was like, how many penises does it take to screw a light bulb? And it had a funny punchline, then it would still be funny. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i love it when people Jokes. start to tell a joke and then there's no punchline that's the best type of I love podcast that too <laughs> so funny when people do that all right that's all i have to say about lisa honestly what do you have to say about lisa uh i don't know like have some self-respect one thing i've noticed about all of these characters kind of and maybe it's not fair because there are only as we've said seven episodes it was a mid-season replacement but nobody's really well developed they're no. all pretty one-dimensional. Yes. Um, which is how, why I was disappointed with Phil Hartman's character. But the show was on five seasons, so hopefully they get better developed. Not that we're going to watch every episode. Well, but. right. And again, we only watched the first season, which was mm-hmm. seven episodes. But I also don't really understand if we're supposed to care about that relationship between Lisa and Dave. I mean... They, there's a little bit of flirtation in the ver- in the pilot, and then all of a sudden they're basically dating from that point on. At, that can't continue, right? Yeah, I think there's got to be something on again, off again relationship. I mean, it's the same people that did Cheers and other shows. It's the Sam and Diane thing. They no, have to, but it's not. But they don't have that chemistry. Yeah, it's not with... just chemistry. It's the fact that Sam and Diane, they didn't start dating immediately. Yeah. They had, they built up tension. So it feels a little and forced. And then when they did date, yes, it was super rocky and they and they were, were all wrong for each other, but were so into each other. They were well-developed characters exactly. already that were real people. And this one, it's just like, oh, you two are here. Okay. Be, yeah. Oh, here's the new romantic boss. romantic partners now. Oh, you're into him. Yeah. Oh, you're into each other, I guess. But... And there actually is no chemistry at all. I did not give a shit. No, I don't. But they that's, just make out a bunch. Again, and maybe it's both of them. I didn't feel anything from bo- either of them. I don't like either character. Is it because he looks 14? I mean, that's part of it. Yeah. Also, okay. when he sits behind his desk, he looks even younger because it's huge and he's so tiny. Yeah, I don't like him. Matthew. Matthew. Andy Dick. Andy Dick. Who is a dick in real life, I hear. Yeah, I've heard that too. Not surprising, I guess, but I don't like andy dick see i kind of do like andy dick i don't i don't think he's i mean i took one note on him and um it was andy dick in a cute little sweater vest Mm, yeah so i didn't take any notes about his character his acting or anything his character is like a whiny i don't know yeah i guess i've never 
been a fan of Andy Dick that much because he's just kind of annoying. He always played that annoying character to me. I like that character, but yeah, I, know. I usually don't. I that said, I kind of like Matthew mm. a well, little he, bit. See, that's funny because you start to like him. I didn't like Matthew very much. I liked him okay, but I wanted him to be a little bit more annoying in the way that you like. We're opposites on this, but I think his character has potential. Yeah, but. Andy Dick is an asshole in real life. I can't remember why. He harassed somebody. <laughs> I don't Everybody know, did. But so. I feel like we should we should know why if we're going to make that statement. Well, I'm just saying that I've heard that, but I can't remember He's what abusive the deal or something. is. Or, yeah. I think he harassed somebody. Tweet at us, Andy Dick, if you're listening. Oh, okay. Tell us why people don't like anything anymore. Do you have anything else to say about Matthew? Uh, no. Okay, Bill, who's Bill. played by Phil Hartman. He was what I was most excited about. Oh, yeah. I only watched... I mean, I watched it because it came out during our podcast years, but the only reason I wanted to watch it was because of Phil Hartman. There was no Phil Hartman until nine minutes and 20 seconds into the pilot, which (laughs) fucking pissed me off. Um, Not that you were counting, but... Well, I was because I was so fucking bored (laughs) that finally I was like, where the fuck is Phil Hartman? Nothing funny is happening. And I just... I don't know. I felt like... He was just so misused or underused or... Yeah, his character wasn't believable to me and he he wasn't... He couldn't shine. Yeah. You gotta let that guy shine. I mean, he he said some funny things a few times. Like, he's kind of a weird dude. I love cheese. (laughs) Ciao. But that's pretty much it about his character. He's just a weird dude who has a really good voice. Yeah. I mean, there were instances where he was shown to be competent at interviewing and detecting bullshit and stuff but yeah well and then there's the part near the end of the season where he we haven't talked about beth yet but beth is the like office administrator yeah person office manager kind of and there's an episode where bill phil hartman asks her to go to this event with him and a luncheon a luncheon for something i don't even know what and he asks her, it's super creepy and fucking gross. He asks her to wear this specific dress that he remembers from a Christmas party or something. And it shows, it's very tight and shows a lot of cleavage. Uh, so somehow that's okay for him to ask her to do that. And she does. She wears it and they go to luncheon. And everyone was, wor- I was worried. Lisa was worried about him, like taking advantage of her or something. And so what ends up happening is that on their way back, Beth kisses him in the limo in the limo and then they come back in and they play it like it's weird they flipped it it was so funny it's so unexpected it wasn't funny because it well and this is one of those things that just really has not aged well in my opinion it hasn't aged well because they end up the way it seemed to me that that they ended up basically making fun of mocking like sexual assault victims who come forward and so he he has been this total creep show who asked her to wear a dress so he could stare at her boobs. And then he acts like he's, he says, actually, he's never been more violated mm-hmm. than he is now because she kissed him. Hello, Lisa. Hello, Bill. Listen, Bill, I, um, I guess I, I owe you an apology. I guess you do. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I I thought that was it. Okay. Uh, Okay. Bill, 
I apologize. No apology necessary, Lisa. <laughs> Are you okay? I've never felt so deeply and hurtfully violated in all my life. Well, well what exactly happened? She Frenched me, Lisa. <laughs> and then everyone, now he's the hero because he didn't sexually assault someone. Misjudged you, Bill. Yay, Bill. <laughs> Yay. Well, Lisa, if you and the rest of the vultures are through feasting on my entrails, I have a job to do. And Lisa has to apologize to him. I don't know. I just, it made me very uncomfortable. But it's funny because it. it's reversed, Jen. thing that I noticed about that is that they're like mocking that kind of or playing it for laughs. Like people who are attacked, they say things, but it's a man saying it. But the thing that I noticed about that is that everyone believed him. Oh, totally. There was never a moment where people were like, come on, Bill. That's... People still thought that she did something. Uh, yeah. It was still like her fault somehow or she. It's always yeah. her fault either yeah. way is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a really good point. I hadn't thought about that. Are we done with Bill? I think so. I wanted him to be funnier. He does say at one point, computer, which I thought was really funny when he's talking about computer. So Did there's you? that. Okay, next character, Joe. Joe. Played by Joe Rogan. He was played by somebody else in the pilot. Don't know that dude's name. I did not even notice. Yeah, I wish the other guy had had a career because fuck Joe Rogan. This is what, this is, I had several thoughts watching Joe Rogan in this role. One, Joe Rogan, why does he have a fucking career? Yeah. And it makes me angry because I start thinking about all the creative and talented and hilarious people I know, and I get fucking pissed off that he has a career. Fucking Joe Rogan, man. Would they be willing to watch other people eat cockroaches for money? Because Joe Rogan put in his time, Jen. He did the hard jobs. Yeah, I have so many issues with this. Joe Rogan, we saw him once. We, we saw him. At the comedy store. We, we saw store. him do stand-up, yeah. And it Los wasn't Angeles. funny. He's not yeah, funny. Yeah, and we were like real close to the stage. and I don't like him. And I don't like his stupid libertarian alt-right face, and I don't want to see it anymore. Mm-mm. He's a big podcaster now. He's a very popular podcast show cool. called the Joe Rogan Alt-Right, I Will Invite on Neo-Nazis and Give Them a Platform Show. I think that's what it's called. Hmm, that sounds right. Yeah. He's very into libertarianism, from what I understand, and the whole, uh, what's the intellectual alt-right White movement? White supremacy? Where the... The douches act like they're, they've been oppressed and kicked out of academia. And Men's rights activists? No, it's these other, I'm not even going to say their names because they're knobs, but these people who are trying to intellectualize it and aren't associated with the alt-right, they say, but they're clearly just making money off dog whistling and being assholes. So fuck Joe Rogan. That's how I feel about that. Okay. I also do think this is the perfect role for Joe Rogan because... He's just standing around with a backwards baseball cap on and looking like a douche and not really saying much. And he is a good-looking guy. He does, I mean, he... Podcast he is, over. He is just fine on this show. He's not unfunny. Like, he delivers his lines and sometimes he's funny, I guess. Right. Just in that, but he's just a douche. And, and he's playing like this man-child, like he's kind of dumb and... He's just He's not really himself. playing. I wouldn't say he's even acting. He's just reading words that... They told him to say that sound like something he'd say in real life. Mm -hmm. All right. Next, my favorite character, Beth. Mm -hmm. She says a lot of funny shit. She is fucking fashionable as hell. 
She's hilarious. She's sassy as shit. Uh, Catherine wanted me to tell you her words, not mine, that you have five seconds to drag your fat ass into the booth and make the right decision on the Al Gore interview. Coffee, Dave? Oh, yes, please. All right, it's over by the booth. She's always chewing gum, which people find disrespectful, and that's why I love it. <laughs> um, I actually, once in PE class in middle school, my PE teacher, I was chewing gum in PE, and she told me to spit out my gum. And you know what I did? You have to say something. You can't just shake your head. It's a podcast. Oh. No, I don't know what you did. Spit my gum right out right there on the gym floor. On the gym floor? Yeah, at her feet. Because I was a sassy badass. And that's what I like about Beth. I like how you just took an incident of you just being a little defiant shit to your gym teacher. Sassy and badass. And compared it to a full-grown woman who's confident and... Beth would totally do that. Beth would totally have done that in middle school. Do you think, here's my question, do you think that gum is still there? Like, did they put a little frame around it and a plaque mm-hmm. to commemorate the yeah, moment? Yeah, yes. And it says, Jen Freeman's gum. And then in parentheses, famous podcaster now. <laughs> <laughs> they're really proud. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, she was a sassy badass. So it's good that you of got course she's super successful podcasting at podcasting because that fake plaque inscription that you just made up is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Famous podcaster now. <laughs> Jen Freeman's gum. Period. <laughs> is the gum a famous well, podcaster? I didn't have time. I didn't have time is... to think of a good inscription, hmm. but you get the idea. Well, that's why you didn't make it in the plaque making business, Jen. It's a high pressure business situation. You know? uh, anyway, I love Beth. I love how she dresses. Yes. She does have a bit of a Kathy Griffin um, ish way about yes. her and at first, but then. That's luckily... why at first I didn't really like her, mm-hmm. I think. Um, well, she looks a lot like Kathy, yeah. Kathy Griffin. But I do like her. I like her character. I like. She feels very 90s to me. And she feels. Yes, in very the best way. New Yorker. Mm hmm. Like, this character feels like it could only be on a sitcom in the 90s. And I think I feel that way because we've watched other women like this. Like, Roz from Frasier was also very sassy, confident, and, like, sexually empowered. Yes, which Beth also is. Yeah. The the other person that I realized she totally reminds me of is Chelsea Peretti's character from Mm -hmm. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Gina. And once I made that connection, I was like, oh, my God, I... You know, I, th- she was the 90s version of Gina. And I love that. I love Gina. I love Chelsea Peretti. And I love that character. Yeah, like she's really good at her job, but she acts like she's not. and She doesn't care. What are you doing, Dave? I'm still trying to figure out these bonuses. Look, Beth, you haven't told anyone I'm deciding these, right? Your secret is safe with me. Uh-huh. Why don't you just give me the big bonus, Dave? I'll get you a cup of coffee. <laughs> okay, you've got a deal. You called my bluff, Dave. <laughs> I think Gina Moore actually doesn't care, but... But I think Gina does, like, she gets her shit done. The important shit. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and that's how Beth is, too. I liked when Lisa was looking out for her. Mm-hmm. I did like that there was some, like, women looking out for women. I liked that. Uh, here's another thing that didn't age well. Last character... Are there more characters? I thought that's it. Nope. Aren't, isn't that it? There is a character named Catherine. Hmm. Catherine. Who's Yeah, she who's is. Oh, yeah, she's being the an African-American woman who's in the background of most scenes. Does she even have a line in the first oh, episode? 
Maybe one, like, brief line. So she's the other newscaster, and the whole time she's just in the booth, basically. The only plot line she has that I can remember is that... No, there are two little ones. One is that apparently she and Phil Hartman, she and Bill, used Mm. to date or something, which is just... Okay, so again, here's a woman only existing as the object of a man's affection. Well, and not even that, because he doesn't give her anything back. She just, like, pines after him and says he looks good in that scene. She pines after him? She made some comment about how he looks good or something he's wearing is nice or something, and then she says it in this, like, kind of longing way. Oh. And he brushes her off, and then she leaves, and he makes a comment about how they used to have a thing. And then the other plot line that she's in is when... Dave is tasked with finding out why the budget, they're over budget $6,000, and he finds out that everybody on staff is doing something, and she is visiting a salon. And the name of the salon, or the person that owns the salon, is this terrible, like... I don't remember the name. It's like a stereotype of, of, like, Dave can't say it because it's a black person's name, and it's just ridiculous. And he literally cannot even say it correctly. Catherine, can I talk to you for two seconds? Sure, sweetie. Great. Um... Now, Catherine, I've noticed a lot of charges in your name to an account for, uh, Cerise. Cerise? Yeah. No, that doesn't ring a bell. Are, are you, Sorry. Are you sure? Uh, look, it's right here. Oh, Cherise. That's the salon that does my hair. Oh, um, okay, maybe this is a stupid question, but why, why is the station paying $200 a visit for, uh, Thank you to do your hair. And it's not just that name. She starts naming Another some of the stylists, there, yeah. I think. Cherise doesn't do my hair. Cherise's assistant does my hair. Shavana Luge. <laughs> okay, you're making these names up, right? Well, regardless, uh, if you really need to have your hair done by Shavana Shavella- Luge. Zzz. <laughs> Um, I'm afraid you're just going to have to pay for it out of your own pocket. Oh, please. Black names were used as a punchline, like straight up. Mm -hmm. And they were supposed to be ridiculous and poor little Dave couldn't say them. Yeah. Catherine has one other moment where she kind of plays everybody. She does have one badass moment. Yes. Dave is trying to give, there's a big bonus and he's trying to decide who to give it to. Oh, Catherine, I think you might want to join us for this. What's going on? Uh, I'm deciding the bonuses. Oh, do you really need me for this, Dave? Well, Catherine, this is your last chance to put your two cents in. Well, I guess I don't really have any opinion on this. Sorry. Congratulations, Catherine, you're getting the big bonus. Oh, come on! I'll settle for the three cats. I get it too late, Bill. That's a waste of the big bonus. She doesn't even care. Oh, well, that's kind of the point. The big bonus? Yeah. Yeah. Is that good? Yes, it is. Yes, it <laughs> and is. And who gets the shaft? I'll be taking the shaft just to make you all feel guilty. Good. God bless you, David. <laughs> all right. Now, the rest of you, the uh, standard $400 bonus, thank you all for your cooperation. So what's the big bonus, you guys? No. <laughs> you can drop it, Kathy. He's gone. Sorry, gang. I guess you just got to know how to play the game, honey. <laughs> It's a good moment. I did like that. I liked that she had that moment. But honestly, um, this was just straight up tokenism. And I mean, every meeting they had, 
She's standing behind the group. No, she's not even in the room. No, they have meetings like where they meet at the table and stuff. And every single other character is there, including Bill. Somebody has to be on the air, Jen. She's in the booth. Yeah. Reading the news. Um, I did read more about the show and she actually left in season four, I think in the middle of the season. And she said it was because she felt that she wasn't as well used or as well developed as the other characters. Damn right. Which is totally I true. see that at least after the first season. It's amazing she lasted that many seasons. God, it made me mad immediately. Yeah. And it was noticeable immediately. Oh, and yeah. again, it aged very poorly. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I never would have noticed that as a kid. Not just because I was a kid, but because it was the fucking 90s. Mm. And I mean, think about the other shows that James Burroughs has made. Cheers which I love, but still, there is no non-white character on that show. Same thing with Frasier. Like, I don't know. I'm just saying it wasn't unusual for a black woman especially to be treated that way. And like basically as a background object. Yeah. Well, and this was on at the same time as Friends and Seinfeld. Yep. Yeah, everything. Yes. Yes. Network, same. Yeah. So they they probably thought... It was really progressive at the time. Yeah. Which it should not have fucking been. It was the fucking 90s. It's not like it was the... I don't know. Anyway, um, some 90s references that came up. Hmm. First of all, was Joey Buttafuoco like the funniest name oh, in the world back then? Well, I think it was a few years before this came out because all the shit with right. Amy Fisher happened... A few years before the show was right, on. so I didn't even really understand they why were they were still leaning to on him. that joke. And that's another re- that's another thing. Actually, I had not thought of this, Micah. Joey Botafuco had been around for a while, mm-hmm. and the big joke about this is that Matthew, Andy Dick's character, pronounces his name wrong, and it's very clear that what he said was Botafuco. <laughs> it's so clever, you guys. It is the cleverest, and it's so clever that only. Every 14-year-old boy instantly said that when they heard the first story about Joey Buttafuoco. Right. That, the joke had been used, I'm sure. It's the only joke that had ever been used. It also, his name also starts with butt, mm-hmm. which I find, much, at the I end. find that much funnier. Also, Matthew works at a fucking news radio station <laughs> yeah. and somehow has never heard of this person. This is no, this was a dude that was in the news big the, time. I think he knew who it was. He just was on the air and just said something wrong because sometimes people say things wrong, but he didn't even hear it or understand it. No. Until later. He did not know who but who no, Joey Buttafuoco he, was. Yes, he totally did cuz he talked about him and he was doing the story on him. He obviously knew who he was. Well, that doesn't make any sense. That's a name you've heard a million times and you're not going to suddenly say it wrong. Like it, I'm just saying it's bad, lazy writing yes, is what it was. I think it is too. Either like no way, one would do that. It's lazy writing. It's stupid. But I think that people make mistakes when they say things all the time. We've made several on this Absolutely, podcast. Absolutely, Micah. But you, you're not going to say Joey Buttafuoco, Joey <laughs> Buttafucko. You're just not. I was more annoyed that he came out and they all heard it on the air. And they each said, they almost said fuck so many times in that episode which is also super edgy almost saying a swear well it was at the time what's going on guys um matthew i I think you mispronounced that guy's name a few times what uh it's joey but no is it matthew (laughs) it's uh but a fuko 
But, uh, Foucault, what, what did I say? Well, Matthew, of all the possible mispronunciations of that name, you seem to have stumbled upon absolutely the worst one. I, I don't know what you mean. Think about it. And then he finally gets it, and he realizes, oh, God, what did I say? Oh, it's so that dumb. That was bad. Slowly. You see the realization slowly <laughs> yes. occur or happen. Or what does a realization do? A realization melts into your brain, I guess. Yeah. And Andy Dick emoted that perfectly with his face. God. So fucking annoying. Do you think Andy Dick and Peter Boners went out to lunch after that? episode he directed mm. just a bond just because they have something in common you know like a, i feel like this is like the fourth or fifth time you've tried to ruin peter boners for me <laughs> and i don't appreciate it i'm sorry boners with a z don't think that's how you pronounce there's it there's no better it's micah fuck <laughs> off we've been over this let me have this Okay, Jesus I'll, let, Christ. You, I'll you let you have this boner. Some people find <laughs> joy. In I'm sorry for cock blocking you, Jed. Let you have this boners. Oh God. Okay. What other '90s references? Um. Oh, this is a great one. Actually, they got a new laptop. Mm, yeah. Or Dave got a new laptop, and Joe Rogan, being the electrician. I, I guess he's in there looking at the laptop. They're trying to figure something out, but they're looking at porn. They're looking at porn online, which was brand new. Like this was like the very beginning of when you could even do that. Mm -hmm. So it struck me as like, that must've been, I wonder how that struck people at the time. Well, I like think were people shocked or something to remember is that as soon as there were internets, There's there was porn, porn. on internets. Mm -hmm. It's the same as, as soon as there was photographs able to be made, there was porn on photographs, you yeah. know? Mm -hmm. It's just, it's the rule of porn. Oh, is it? It's what it's called. Mm -hmm. Mr. James had a huge cell phone, yeah. too, which was pretty funny. Yeah, I've said everything I have to say about this show. I feel a little worried about this episode because I know, like, when I posted that we were going to do an episode on mm -hmm. this in our Facebook group, several people were like, yes, News Radio, I love that show. I know a lot of my friends loved that show yeah and talk about it and we, we mentioned this earlier it, i think it must get better but based on the first seven episodes uh i i did not like it i did not age well it was racist it was oh also homophobic they make tons of homophobic jokes i can't think of an example right now they put in weird things about andy dick every once in a while too they insinuate that he could be gay but it's, yeah, it's so it's hilarious unclear, but yeah Anyway, I just didn't, I don't know. I just don't get it. I don't get yeah. what's so good about the show. I, I, and I also just did not find it funny. I was going to say, we're going to run into this a lot with racism and homophobia and sexism mm -hmm. and stuff. But honestly, a lot of the things we've watched have handled those things pretty well. That's Maybe just thing. my so-called life. <laughs> is that and that, and that's the thing is like, I feel like I like where you were going with that was maybe we shouldn't talk about those things or judge no i'm just saying based on that i'm kind of expecting that one thing that it does make me think about a lot is how far we've come in terms of representation i mean it's a huge issue still and still a problem but god looking at this show and and thinking about the fact that people thought this was somehow groundbreaking 
And now looking at the shows that we have on now, like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, like other ones. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Well made point. <laughs> so we have not talked about Montana in a while and there wasn't really a easy way to make it happen organically in this episode. So uh, I would like to just answer a question that was sent quite a while ago. Okay. So this was sent in by Crystal. A couple months ago. Sorry, Crystal, it took so long to answer this, but her question is, what stands out to you as the most helpful thing from Montana? I know there were lots of unhelpful and worse things, but do you credit any as particularly helpful in any behavior changes? And I could, I'm sure that there are more answers to this question will come out as we continue to talk about that experience, but the thing that always comes to mind first has nothing to do with the therapy or the therapeutic methods that were used there, because those were actually very damaging. What was helpful for me was gaining confidence with certain things, particularly physical things. So, I mean, we exercised and worked all the time physically, and I realize a lot of people live lives like that where they do that, but I never had, and I don't now. So we were in crazy shape and of course there's fucked up things about that too like most of us didn't we stopped getting our periods and really uh uh-huh anyways point is i did a lot of physical things there physical tasks and trips and i got really good i was really fast at cross-country skiing and i i just gained confidence about my physical abilities that were Mm -hmm. and that was really powerful actually uh it was very empowering to feel strong physically and not just athletic things either you did things like yeah like chopping wood and you built a corral yeah exactly yeah and it and i did you know i i can see all these things with from different viewpoints like you know it's fucked up (laughs) that we were forced to do all these things maybe but i got a lot out of some of it uh so you know it's one of those it's one of those double-sided coins, you know, Micah? Yeah, as opposed to the single-sided ones yeah. that are one-dimensional. A lot of times what you find these days with coins, three-sided what coins, you find or... these days with coins is just just the one-sider. Hmm. But this was a two-sider. Okay. I don't know how you, can you even see that? Or is it, it doesn't really exist on this plane. Anyway, I so. hope that that answers it answers part of the question it doesn't answer the part about behavior changes i guess but you know i mean you got sober for a while yeah but having increased confidence about my physical abilities was a good thing but of course i lost it very quickly so so we haven't talked about montana much in the last few weeks yeah i know at the beginning we were talking a lot more about it and it was bringing up some things how are you feeling about it now it depends on the day that you ask me. It's becoming... So in the beginning, it was it was painful. It brought up a lot of stuff that I was really angry and hurt about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still feel that sometimes. I think that talking about it more because we're doing this podcast is... It kind of normalizes it, which is neither good nor bad. It's just how... Like, I don't feel much of anything about it right now. Mm. You know? So you don't mean that I you're just, like processing it necessarily. No, I it's am. Just I'm always processing it, but it's just right now I'm right. sort of numb to it. I just, 
it's just an experience I had. And mm-hmm. it's, it's a story mm-hmm. that I'm telling just because it's a unique experience. And that is the truth. But there are times when I tell parts of it that were really painful or are really painful. And, the, and you know, that's different. Mm-hmm. Or when I'm just thinking about those parts. But, you know, like getting to talk to Sarah. And yeah. we're going to also talk with Laurel soon. Another person I was in Montana with. You know, those conversations are so cool to have. Like, I'm... I'm grateful to be in touch with those people again because one of the things that was so hard about this for me was that it was so isolating. Like having had that experience and going straight to college with all these people that had just had this normal high school experience. And it's always just been isolating because it's impossible to explain. And so talking with people who know what I'm talking about and who know that I'm not fucking exaggerating or lying or, you know, because some of this stuff, that sounds ridiculous it's like sounds, really yeah they moved you into tents for three weeks and you all you did was work all day and you didn't get to take a shower yep mm-hmm. that's how it was so anyway that part's really i like i love that part is it still bringing up new memories like are you remembering things that you had forgotten or no not yet except not right when we talked to sarah about the girl <laughs> who was really into the mask who was really into the mask <laughs> I, you know, it makes me start thinking and remembering specific. Yeah. I remember a few specific groups for reasons that we can talk about it at some point. But that's the kind of stuff that I wonder if it will start coming back. I think with if I talk to more people, Mm -hmm. it might. But, but, you know, it's always sort of an up and down uh, kind of thing. Yeah. So I think that wraps us up for this week. I really apologize to everybody who loves news radio so much. Oh, but let's say this. We are going to watch the second season. Yes. I would like to watch the whole second season and do an episode on that. And we will try to do that soon. Okay, there are... we'll, we'll negotiate on that because that's a lot of episodes. But yeah, there are a lot more in season two. So maybe we'll just watch. We'll watch some. Yeah. And I want to watch At least. some through the whole run. Maybe not season five because Phil Hartman... No. Wasn't on season five and they replaced him with John Lovitz and I don't need to do that to myself. And I think it's outside of our timeline. Yeah, it is. So we'll just watch smatterings here and there. Okay. Well, anyway, we'll discuss this later. Yeah. Behind closed doors. Oh. Behind the curtain. Again with that. (laughs) It's just me, the Wizard of Oz. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well... Thank you so much for listening. Yes, thank As you. As always, we love you so much. Uh, we got some new iTunes reviews, and you guys, that means so much to us. Thank you so much. Uh, anybody who has a second to go and do that, and I mean, even if you don't have time to write a review or you don't want to or you don't know what to say, you can just rate us. Yeah. You can give us a rating, and all those things help. Like, the more ratings and reviews we have, the more legit we are basically. and if you enjoy our silly conversations i'm stealing this from another podcast that i listen to a lot who she stole it from another podcast that she <laughs> listens to a lot but if you like listening to us have these strange conversations about montana and old tv shows just tell one person yeah just that'd be great go tell one person that you listen to this podcast and think it's funny and then maybe they'll listen to it and they'll tell one person exactly and and I know some of our listeners do that a lot. And, yes. and again, thank, thank you. you so much. We appreciate it. We can't, we really couldn't do this without all the support that we have from and we say people these out there things. and fellow podcasters also. And it's hard to promote yourself and it's weird to do what we're doing at all. But 
<laughs> I actually think it it's really astounding that people have responded the way they have and want to listen to us talk. <laughs> I'm being totally serious. Like, No, it's fucking weird. People that we don't know have contacted us and joined our Facebook group and we don't know how they found us. And it's cool. But I think it's so really cool, it. but it's a little weird. I do have to give a shout out to New Brunswick. What's up, New Brunswick? We have tons of listeners in New Brunswick for some reason. Suddenly. I don't know. Didn't we figure out that that was, it was not... was a spike in New Brunswick. That, that had something to do with I don't know. I'm not... I'm thinking... I'm not going to think too hard about it and try to figure <laughs> out how the internets work. Well, I'm going to picture in my mind just this cold cabin in New Brunswick with like 12 with people like sitting around... 60 people in it? ...their podcast machine... <laughs> sitting on the podcast machine <laughs> and they're each individually downloading it hey biff <laughs> biff yeah podcast machine biff well for some reason the the name that came to mind was biffy that traditional like, well, canadian name biffy well i was thinking like old times mm-hmm. you know biff was a common name back in the old times mm-hmm. when people <laughs> gathered around there do you think that our podcast is a time machine no i'm just the way you were describing that that's what it made me think of. So. That's current times New Brunswick, Jen. Well, cold so is Biff, cabins. okay? Biff Actually, Biff cabin. is a time traveler. Whoa, Micah. I was not even connecting you're, you're right. time travel with Biff. Okay, well, now that we've completely alienated all our fans in New Brunswick. <laughs> now that Tweet all those us. people we just thanked for listening to us are never going to listen again. Yeah. We will say thank you to Minus Violet for our music. Yes, and thank you to Fifi Folios for our website and our podcast hosting and all the help. Thanks to Graham Cray for our music. Until next time. See you in the 90s. Yeah. 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 Yeah.